welcome back to We Awaken. I'm really excited to be doing this episode because we're going to be going all into the emotional wave. And the way I really want to go about this is I sense that I'm going to be doing more episodes, obviously, about being an emotional authority because there's so much that goes into it. But kind of like my last episode, I really want to go into things that I wish I had known when I was starting out. Because I think a big thing about the emotional wave, especially with all the information that's online, is that it's a bit simplified. And there is nothing simple about being an emotional authority. So I think the better we understand the things that we need to heal at a root base to be able to accept our emotional authority and then also move on with it, the easier it will be to actually work with it and yeah, live a very good life without feeling like, oh, I have all these highs and I have all these lows and how do I make decisions? It actually becomes very simple once we understand that there's just a different time-space continuum that we live on. And for those that are just finding out about their emotional authority or that are listening to this without really knowing human design, I want to create some contrast for you so that you visually see and understand what this means in the world. We live right now on a planet with 50% emotionals and 50% non-emotionals. What this means is that 50% of our population makes their decisions over time. We make our decisions with our emotions. And non-emotionals, on the other hand, have completely different authorities and completely different ways of making their decisions or making their decisions. So something to note if you're a non-emotional and you're listening to this is that it will still be very valuable for you knowing that you live in a world that is colored by the emotional wave. Wherever there is an emotional, they set the beat to the room. They set the beat to the emotional landscape that is happening and occurring in the room. So if you're in a room with a lot of emotionals that are you know, feeling really good and they're on their emotional highs, you're most likely to feel really good as a non-emotional that's absorbing their emotions. And that's the thing about the non-emotional. Your solar plexus, if you want to visually see it, is like a sponge. It's open. And what happens when you come in contact with a with an emotional being is that you absorb. You're like a sponge that takes in all their emotional information and Often what happens with a lot of emotionals in my life, non-emotionals in my life is that they'll come to me saying, yeah, I feel really down. I don't know what's going on. I feel really sad. And I'm like, okay, but trace back maybe who you were with, the kind of conversations you were having with that person. Maybe they were going through something and you're absorbing what they're feeling. And oftentimes that ends up being the thing or the case. So a big thing to do as a non-emotional is to start learning and discerning when an emotion is yours and when you're actually carrying somebody else's emotional landscape, emotional feelings. I think another big part for non-emotionals is also learning to shake off the emotions of the day or the things that you may have been carrying from other people throughout the day. Maybe a good practice would be to come home and literally put on a song and shake it out, like shake it off, (laughs) maybe with Taylor Swift, but just shake it out, like shake your body so that all the stuff that's really in your body doesn't become distorted. And what I mean by distorted is it doesn't become this thing that you hang on to and you start creating stories about your life or yourself based on emotions that are actually not yours. Okay, that was a little tangent for non-emotionals. I wasn't expecting to go into that. But in very simple terms, emotionals, we live in waves. We live in this technicolor world. And non-emotionals are really calm, cool, collected. So if I leave a non-emotional in the middle of the woods without any auras around them, they're probably going to wake up most of the time feeling calm, cool, collected in their own bodies. Obviously, everybody has their own emotional processes and they have their own emotional traumas that they go through, that they've lived through. So contrasting that with an emotional, we're probably going to wake up in that cabin in the woods one day feeling really euphoric, one day feeling pretty mellow, one day feeling super good about life. Like our, the way that we wake up 
is completely different every day. And I say that lightly because obviously there can be a succession of days or a succession of time where we feel really good. For example, like I could wake up a whole week feeling really good about life and then suddenly one day, bam, the wave hits. And that's okay. That's just the thing. That's just the cadence about an emotional authority. We live in this technicolor world and we're constantly being thrown in waves. If you're not emotional, I'm sensing that I want to make an episode for you also because there's a lot that I've learned from being around non-emotionals, especially when I was living in the human design villa. I was one of two emotionals out of 11 people. The rest were non-emotional. And I learned so much that year from, or those six months from spending that time with those people and really understanding how I affect a room, but also in turn how they embrace and how they feel the emotional wave and also how to kind of work with that, how to be a non-emotional in this world when you're going to be bombarded with emotional waves left and right. Okay, that was a little introduction. Similar to my last episode, I really want to touch on three things that I wish I had known when I was starting out this experiment. And even with this podcast, like it's been so interesting to do and launch even my Instagram again with a greater awareness of my emotional authority because everything is an emotional process. Even an episode, I've noticed like I will write out the main points that I want to talk about. Over the days, I'll be adding more, taking off some stuff, like editing really like, you know, the bulk or like what really wants to come through. But I've noticed that sometimes I'll, if I map out, and that's how I started with this podcast, I mapped out 10 episodes that I really wanted to get into for the first season, but I didn't give my wave, and this was rookie mistake, but I didn't give my wave enough time to really sit with all the topics. And over time I realized, oh my God, I actually don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about this. So it ended up being that out of 10, I had five episodes left that I really did want to launch and they are slowly being launched. But the rest, I'm like, this is not in, it just doesn't feel good. Like it doesn't feel right. And I try to not give myself ultimatums where, oh, I'm just going to delete this episode or I'm just not going to do it. I leave it in my inventory of episodes because maybe my wave will feel differently about it in a couple months. But in this moment, I'm really feeling and I'm really learning to work with my emotional authority when it comes to launching things, when it comes to really wanting to put things out in the world, because there's so much that comes with that. And Another thing that I've noticed is that it might seem slower because to my mind, it felt a lot slower. I was used to, you know, strategizing, I don't know, two weeks worth of content and I know what I want to create. I know what I want to say and then just getting it done. But that was my mind's way of doing it because that's how we, that's how I've been taught also from like coaches and gurus online of how you're supposed to like deliver content, how you're supposed to really like come online. But something that I'm learning is that as an emotional, we have our own way. We have our own timing. We have our own space. And it might seem lengthier, but at the end of the day, what you're really building is, again, those data points and you're building the feeling into what really wants to come through. And the best example I have for this is the third episode that I planned for this podcast. I launched it, but it wasn't, my wave wasn't feeling 100% about it. But because I just wanted to post it and have it ready, I was like, okay, let's go. Let's post it. Like, I feel pretty good about it, but not, you know, not the way I really want to be feeling. And with my fourth episode, I felt so good about it. I was like, yes, this is exactly what I want to say. This is exactly the episode I want to be launching right now for my fourth. And it did so well compared to my third one that didn't do as well. And what I sensed was that if my energy and my wave is not backing me up, and this is something that I'm learning for future episodes, I'm not going to post and I'm not going to launch just because I have to do it because, you know, some guru said that you need to have it planned out or you need to know exactly what you're going to say five weeks in advance. I feel like that's a bit harder for the emotional authority. And it doesn't have to be an obstacle. It just has to be something that we work with. So hopefully I'll make 
a future episode with how I've decoded this. But for now, the way that I'm doing it, and if you're someone that's also on the online space, learning a bit about, you know, how you want to come online or how you want to be delivering your work, or even if you work in corporate and you have different projects, something that I'm learning with this podcast is like, sit with the idea for a bit. Don't think that because you have the idea, it's a final thing done. You map out the whole thing and it's ready and it's good to go. Sit with it for a bit. So now I have three episodes that are going to be coming out later in the month that I'm sitting with. I'm like, hey, I would love to talk about these things slowly, you know, mapping them out. And I'm like, hey, once I feel 100%, they will be launched. Yeah, that was a little bit about my own story with this podcast, especially, and just content in general that I've been creating. But yeah, I'm still learning. So stay put, <laughs> bear with me, because it is a bit of a, a mind game. It's a bit of a, an interesting space to be navigating especially now that I'm doing it for myself and I'm not doing it for anyone, there isn't that pressure to meet specific deadlines. That's the worst thing for emotional authorities when we have a deadline that we're not ready for. And yeah, how to navigate that when we live in a world that demands consistency, that demands output, that demands some sort of strategy and like execution on the strategy. So yeah, I'm learning. I will share my learnings once I feel more grounded in them. <laughs> but for now, yeah, this was my little a little behind the scenes for you of how I'm navigating my emotional authority as I'm going into this experiment of, you know, starting to post and starting to be more vocal out there. But anyways, let's get into the episode. So, okay, the three things. The first thing that I mapped out here was we really need to move into acceptance with emotions. And what do I mean by this? We live in a world where we haven't, there isn't much importance placed on how we feel. If anything, as I said in previous episodes, there's a lot of neglect on the emotions. And I know that we're moving into a completely different time where people are becoming a lot more aware that they have an emotional body, that it's really important to listen to our emotions, to process them, to remove them from the body, to like really let them be expressed. But as an emotional, I think a big point to start with is accepting that we have and that we feel so many different things, not just throughout the day, but in life in general. And I think our main job as emotional beings is to accept that we are emotional beings with different emotions. With that comes obviously the observation piece, starting to learn to observe our emotions, starting to learn to best understand our different feelings. And obviously I think with the acceptance piece is this big experiment point at the beginning where you just observe yourself, observe your emotions, observe how you feel differently based on so many things. For example, if you haven't been sleeping well, if you haven't been eating right, if you haven't been drinking enough water, you know, like the really, the basic human necessities, if these are out of whack, usually our emotions will also be out of whack. But it's really important to start noticing where, for example, how does your wave feel when you're hungry? How does your wave feel when you are tired? Like what is the texture of the feeling in your body when all these things are happening? Because once we learn to accept that and once we learn to accept and actually start observing that we have different feelings and different emotions based on how we feel about different things throughout the day, we can be a lot more discerning about the kind of decisions that we're able to make that day. If, for example, today I wake up and I'm really hungry, I'm probably going to wake up a little bit moody. And that I've noticed with myself. Whenever I'm starting to get hungry, the mood will start to come in. And it's a different mood than like a low. It's more of like an irritable mood. It's more of, and probably a lot of people have this, obviously, but you know, there's a different cadence to that mood. And if I go into making decisions with someone, or if I start planning a project with someone with that mood, the whole project or the whole thing is going to have a completely different taste to it. And obviously, the more awareness we have, the better we can be about it. Like it's learning to really accept that. It's really learning to accept that, hey, 
I have emotions, I have feelings, I have different waves. And if I don't accept it, then I can't get others to also accept it for I can't bring others on into this band bandwagon of accepting that I am an emotional being. And with that emotional piece, with that acceptance piece, I really want to add that we're going to have to make peace with the fact that we're going to have lows as much as we're going to have highs. And I think this is something that I really wish somebody had told me at the beginning to anchor deeper into, especially the acceptance of them, because we're so used to wanting to be on a high all the time, feeling really good, right? Like feeling on that emotional wave that's like going all the way up. But something that we need to lean into is also accepting that when we are in a low, it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. It doesn't mean that, you know, everything is going wrong. It just means that we're a little bit more tender. We're a little bit more melancholic. We're a little bit more down under. And in those times, if we have accepted that we are emotional beings, it'll be so much easier to navigate through them. It'll be so much easier to say, hey guys, actually today I'm not feeling so well, so I'm just going to retreat and process this. And when I'm ready, I'll come back out. Especially for my gals that have the 1222 or the 3955, those individual channels for emotional waves, they're pretty heavy. They can get really high and then really low. And yeah, just learning to understand that that's just how it's going to be. There's going to be the highs and there's going to be the lows. Just to close this off, I think healing the emotional wave is accepting that nothing is wrong with us. We're just cyclical beings. We're moving through our own internal weather system. And that's okay because that's just how we are. And the moment that we accept that we have an internal weather system, we can let others accept that we have an internal weather system. And we teach them really to accept them. And I think that's the beauty of it. And as an example, like I was saying before, I lived in this villa with 11 people and being one of two emotionals in the entire villa, I was so thankful that I had spent that year before leaning into my emotional authority and really deepening my relationship with it because it was so much easier to be around all these people and let them know, for example, if at some point my low wave was hitting and we were in a social outing, just look at them and be like, hey guys, I'm not feeling so great right now. It has nothing to do with any of you. I'm just going through my own process now. I'm feeling the wave coming in. Might go home soon. Or, you know, if you feel anything, just know that it's coming from me. And really being able to inform from that space of it has nothing to do with you. I'm going through my own process. Please separate me from whatever you're feeling. Because something that tends to happen or that used to happen in my life when I wasn't aware of my emotional authority is that I would be very moody around people and then they would take it personally. And obviously I didn't have the wherewithal or I didn't have the language or, you know, <laughs> the skills that I have now and the boundaries that I have now to say like, hey guys, I'm a little bit off. I'm a little bit moody. It has nothing to do with you. Like if you're feeling some type of way because of me, don't worry about it. We can talk about it, but it has nothing to do with you. And that has been really powerful. It really made my experience in the villa so juicy. And I think for everybody else also to learn to accept an emotional as they are without really taking it personally. That was a big one that I learned in the villa that my acceptance of it, let me let others also accept it. And it even came to the point where some people we'd be hanging out and they would catch my low wave before I caught it. They'd be like, hey, Joya, I'm starting to feel some kind of way. And I was like, okay, like, cool. And after a while, yeah, it was me. Sometimes, of course, it wasn't. Sometimes it was maybe just, you know, the person feeling their own moods or whatever. But it became an interesting point of conversation sometimes where it was like, wow, we can really feel it. And we can really feel that you're feeling so good today. And we can really feel that... I haven't seen you in three days, so probably you were going through a low, you know? And yeah, that's just so fun. Accepting it for yourself really helps others accept it for you and help you with it, support you with it. The second thing that I want to go into about this is the impatience piece as emotionals. We're raised in a world where, again, we're put in environments where everything is very quick and in the moment. Everything needs to happen right now. 
especially with social media, you know, everything has to happen. If it doesn't happen now, it can't happen, basically. And there's this rush almost. There's this need to have everything done right now, right here. Because if it doesn't happen in that timing, then, you know, the world is going to end and you're going to lose your followers and all these things. And I think the thing about the emotional authority is that we must heal our relationship with the idea of patience, with the idea that if we don't have a decision made in this moment, it's okay because we will have a decision at some point, but it's not going to come in right now, especially not if it's pressured, especially not if somebody's putting some kind of ultimatum on the wave to say like, if you don't have an answer right now, I'm going to fucking kill you. And it's like, no, dude, I, I can't give you an answer. Like right now, no. And maybe you relate to this, but I always wanted to have answers in the moment. I always had this internal pressure and I guess also my defined root. But I always had this internal pressure to be like, okay, if somebody's asking me something, I need to tell them right now, yes or no. Hey, do you want to hang out? Yes, no. Obviously, like that gets us into very sticky situations because we're prematurely making a decision on something that we haven't really felt through. And the thing with impatience or the thing with leaning into patience is understanding that your decision will come over time as you feel yourself with that decision. And it doesn't mean that you need to go through, you need to wait until you're in a low and then in a high again to make the decision. No, it just means that you need to sit with it until one day you're like, this is it. Like, I know I want to do it. And that patience piece is learning that it's going to take however long it wants to take. Sometimes I've had this happen to me where I'm making a decision about maybe taking a course or joining a program or whatever. And after two weeks, I'm still not decided. And sometimes that's my decision. I'm like, you know what? I'm still not feeling it. I'm just going to discard it. Or sometimes within a day and a half, I'm like, I literally cannot stop thinking about it. I am so excited. I am going to join. So really learning that discerning piece of saying, okay, can I let myself wait? Can I let myself accept that the answer will come? And something that's really beautiful about this to accept as emotionals that we do need time is that if you have kids that are emotional, partners, friends, family members, or even you, when you give yourself permission to take time, you're giving them also the permission to give you time to decide over time. And that's so beautiful. I think that's one of the main things that I've loved about really accepting my emotional authority. It's saying, hey, I've given myself that permission slip to take time. And if you have a problem with it, that's not my business. Like go deal with your problem with me not having an answer because I will give you an answer eventually, but it's not going to be on your time. And I hope you're okay with that. And something I think that's really cool about understanding our emotional authority is that people that aren't okay with these things are probably not people that are aligned for you right? Like there are people that are just not in the same frequency and whatever, whatever it means for you with the people around you, but surrounding yourself with people that understand on a fundamental level, your emotional authority is, oh my God, it's so heartwarming to the point where even now, one of my closest friends, like he'll tell me like, Hey, let's do this trip. Take your time with your answer. Like, don't worry. Like I want to do this trip with you, but just take your, take your time. Let me know like when you have something more clear and just hearing that. And like feeling that in my body of like, wow, I don't have to make a decision right now. Or like, I don't have to be rushed into making a decision. Just feels so good. And that often comes from you giving yourself permission to give yourself that time. And then teaching others to give you permission to take your time. And the last thing I want to add to this patience piece is that just because your decision is not being taken right now doesn't mean that you won't make the decision. It doesn't mean that it will never happen. It just means that right now the decision is not here and that's okay. It's really learning to sit in that space between the not knowing if you want the thing and the thing actually happening that you learn what you really want, that you learn if you really want to do the thing. And that's the juiciest because once you enter the experience or once you enter the project or the trip or whatever the thing that you are sitting on, 
if it was a yes that was waited on, it's going to feel so much more exciting and so much more aligned. Whereas if you have, if you answered prematurely, it's going to feel pressured. It's going to feel anxiety feeling, filling. There's going to be a bit of a dissonance with your body where you're going to be like, fuck, I said I was going to do this thing, but I don't feel like it. And, you know, so patience until your body acts. It may never act or it may act in a few minutes, in a few hours, but it's okay. Allow it to take however long it takes. My last piece is on trust. And oh my Jesus, this goes in line with the impatience one because we must learn to trust that the thing we're putting off until we're ready to have an answer will happen. We will have an answer. I wish somebody had taught me this earlier where it's like, trust yourself, trust that you will have an answer, trust that you will feel something and trust your wave, trust your wave to give you the answer for that. If your wave is saying no, if your body is saying no, like literally you feel it in your body viscerally where it's like, fuck, no, I don't want to do that. Then trust that. The moment that you go against it, here's what happens for me. And I have a defined head. So maybe this is influent, like this influences this in some way. But the moment that I say yes to something that my body had already said no to, or that I'm trying to compromise because I don't want to let the other person down or whatever, I automatically already feel resistance. I automatically am going into my head about like, how am I going to make it happen? How is this going to work? Like, how am I going to find the energy for it, etc. And it becomes a mind game. It literally becomes a, my mind talking, talking, talking about how we're going to make it happen versus my body just acting. Whereas when I allow my body to say yes and I fully responsibly abide by that yes and I go with the yes, it becomes a much more body-led experience where you just find yourself booking the tickets out of nowhere. You find yourself getting up and starting the thing or whatever. Like you feel yourself moving into action without your mind coming in and trying to strategize the whole thing and trying to find the ways around it. And I think that's such a big one. Like I really wish this is something somebody had taught me earlier where it's like, hey babe, trust yourself. Trust that your wave knows the answer. Trust that a no means no and that a yes means yes, even if it's scary as fuck. I had a full body, full body chills, like so much excitement for this podcast. And that's when I actually started it. Prematurely, two years ago, when I was already starting to think about starting a podcast, there was no real body action towards it. There was just, you know, this mind game where I was like, oh, but what am I going to talk about? And how am I going to record it? And, you know, my mind trying to strategize into making it happen, but my body was fully in resistance. And I was like, hey, you know what? It's not the time. And I'm so thankful I waited because I feel so good about it now. I feel so much more prepped for it, so much more in alignment with it because I know what I want to say and I know what it wants to deliver to people. So yeah, I think to close this trusting point, what I would say is that worrying if it will happen or not is so futile. It is so unnecessary. It is such a waste of time. It will happen. Your answer will come. Your emotional authority will speak to you. But can you trust yourself in one, allowing the answer to come to you and two, acting on the answer, whether it's a yes and whether it's a no. And I think a big part of this, and I will talk about it in hopefully other podcast episodes, but a big piece with the no, when the wave, you know, doesn't feel good or whatever, is that rejection piece towards others is accepting that you can say no to others. You can place that boundary of saying, hey, dude, this thing is not for me right now. At least for me, coming from a very strong background of people pleasing, also with my South Node in Pisces and the 12th house, <laughs> this has been one of my biggest themes. It's like, can I make you happy before I make myself happy? And in healing my relationship with my emotional authority, I was saying, hey, wait, I don't care if I make you happy because I need to be happy first. If my needs aren't met, if my happiness isn't met, then I cannot even begin to meet your happiness because that's going to be short, short-lived and temporary. Understand that 
it's okay to say no. And it's okay to let somebody down and it's okay to trust that the decision of your wave is true, even if it doesn't make sense. And I think in line with this, I want to add on, I don't know why it's coming up now, but understand that you're not indecisive. Like I think a big point and a big wound that I had to heal also was a lot of people calling me indecisive. Like one day you want to do it, the next day you don't want to. And now that I understand my emotional wave, it's like I, with the people that understand me, I'm able to externalize and actually talk through my decision-making process with them. But for the people that aren't so attuned to this or don't really understand this emotional authority concept or even the concept of making your decision over time, I often let them know like, hey, I'll get back to you once I know how I feel about this or once I have an answer for you. And I don't really externalize that decision-making process because it can come off very indecisive, but it's not indecisive. It's just that period in between where you're still coming to terms with it, whether or not you feel like it's a yes or a no. So just know that you're not indecisive and choose the people that you externalize with very wisely because some people can get pretty annoyed with it. <laughs> some people can be like, what the fuck, dude, you're bipolar. But the right people will understand, especially if they speak human design or if they have been in more of like a healing world where they know that their bodies speak louder than their minds. These people are great to externalize and go back and forth on how you feel about a certain decision because they also might have really good input for your wave. At the end of the day, and I should have started this whole episode with this, our waves just need data points. They're just gathering data over time to see how we really feel about a certain decision. So whether that data is emotional data, whether that data is informational, if you have a first line in your profile, it's all about really gathering data over time to understand how we truly feel about a certain situation, decision, moment, whatever. So if you have a partner that's emotional or if you have friends that are emotional and you're like, Joya, how the fuck do I help them with this? Just give them permission to not have to make decisions in the moment. Especially if you're sacral or you're splenic or even ego defined, I would say is more slower moving. But if you're splenic or sacral, really give your partners that time to say, hey, dude, take your time. Like, I already know I want to go on this trip with you, but you take your time. Let me know when you're a full yes for it, you know? And that's really going to help their nervous systems. Like, trust me, that's really going to help on so many levels for them to feel appreciated, for them to feel loved, for them to feel seen, for them to feel validated and how they really experience the world. Because it's not easy. Being emotional on this planet that moves so quickly is sometimes not so easy. So yeah, conclusion. Allow yourself to make decisions over time. It's okay. Learn to understand what it feels like for you to make decisions over time and lean into that patience, lean into that trust and truly learn to accept your wave. We can seriously become best friends with our waves and slowly realize that they're really there to show us or move us through some pretty big things if we allow them to. But if we're against them, then trust me, they will show you what resistance feels like and they will show you what it feels, what it means to be an enemy to your emotional wave. So yeah, I have a lot of things to say about this and I was trying to keep it short. So I'll end the episode here. But if you are an emotional and you resonate it in any way, please let me know. Please reach out to me and leave a review if this resonates. And if you like the podcast, I will see you next time. Sending you so much love. Thank you.